This is On The Left Side, the alternative football show, playing on the swings of football chat and spinning around on the roundabout of laughter until we're sick. And what a week of football it has been. I don't think anyone really thought it was ever going to happen. It seemed really surreal, but finally the fans and the players can all celebrate together. Yes, Sunderland finally won a game. Well done, everyone. So, coming up on this week's show... Northampton Town got some rather unexpected support. The force is strong with a certain football manager and Manchester City's youth policy has taken an unusual turn. But first, I guess we need to speak about Leicester. In case you didn't know, Leicester City have won the Premier League. I know it's been very low-key and kind of kept under wraps for the week, but trust me, it did happen. Yep, everyone has been getting a little bit carried away about the Foxes' historic victory, and it seems that if you've ever watched Leicester City play, been to Foss Park Shopping Centre, or eaten a Melton Mowbray pork pie, you too are entitled to a share of the success. Although, even with the creeping inevitability of the title landing in the East Midlands over the last few weeks, it seems it's caught the world media a little bit off guard. Nine News in Australia reported that Leicester City had won the Premier League Grand Final, which sounds very exciting. The New York Times referred to them as the Leicester City Foxes. Come on, this isn't soccer. Whilst the rest of America just struggled to pronounce Leicester. 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 But all of those gaffes are forgivable compared to this one news reporter. He came live on air to CNN to report that Leicester City had won the league. So, just to recap, his one job to reveal that Leicester City, that's Leicester City, have won the league. Go. Still ahead on Sports Center, you talk about improbable. This was the reaction today when Tottenham won the EPL. Darren Ravel will have reaction from all over as Tottenham wins the EPL. Ah, oh, f***. Maybe if Spurs had won the league, it wouldn't have gone quite so crazy. But as it was, we were treated to a 48-hour Leicester-a-thon with news channels offering us wall-to-wall reaction and interviewing anyone within 100 miles of the King Power Stadium that they could get their hands on. I think this was the moment I realised they'd probably just about interviewed everyone. Well, Jamie Vardy, people all talking about him. And would you believe he's wandered down to the King Power Stadium to talk to us? <laughs> You're not really Jamie Vardy. Oh, no, you just no. look a little bit no. like you. But so I, do, I do sit in there. I'm a postman. And it's even crept into other sports too. Whilst promoting Amir Khan's big Las Vegas fight, Oscar De La Hoya even tried to crowbar in a Leicester City reference. And of course, getting it all wrong. I mean, whoever thought that Leicester City, who was 5,000 to 1, win the UEFA Cup? If you're gonna try and pretend to be interested, at least do your research. And just when I thought it couldn't get any more tenuous, suddenly they talked about Leicester City in the House of Commons. Yep, the Foxes' success even got brought up on PMQs, and not just their league victory, but the all-important issue of will Gary Lineker stick to his promise of presenting match of the day in his pants 
Gary Lineker thought the idea of Leicester winning was so far-fetched that he said if they did win, he would present match of the day in his underwear. As Obviously, David Cameron demanded immediate action. Prime Minister. I absolutely agree. I've been watching um, everything Gary Lineker has said, so uh, I welcome what he said. Um, obviously, I hope it's just the start of him joining the blue team. Well, there's not much else going on, is there? It's not like there's a looming European exit referendum to discuss or growing global terror threats or even local elections to worry about. A TV presenter in his pants is much more important. In fact, maybe we could start using MPs instead of the video review system in future. The right honourable gentleman not agree that in fact Diego Costa was a whole year offside. Although the raising of the Gary Lineker question did lead to some wonderful banter from Jeremy Corbyn. I joined the Prime Minister in congratulating Leicester City. I hope it's not an indication he's going to support another football team, or is he going to stick with the stick with the two he's got already? Fabulous, if not a little bit unfair. The Aston Villa thing was just a mistake. We all know David Cameron is a big fan of West Ham. In fact, I think he likes most pig-related things. But what was the secret to success? Was it Vardy's goal scoring? Was it the tactical nous from the management team? Was it even the promise of pizza and beer? No. After Mark Hamill, aka Luke Skywalker from the Star Wars films, posted his own personal congratulatory message to the Blues, it suddenly dawned on me. After all this time, I've been listening to Ranieri thinking he's a charming old Italian man, when he is in fact a Jedi Master. Yes, there is more than a touch of the Yoda about City's manager. For the first time in their life, the people can win. We have to try. We have to try. Why don't believe? I want to know who is the true Leicester. Big revenge, I want to kill him. So there you have it. Forget Alex Ferguson's mind games. To win the league, what you need is Jedi mind tricks. That'll get you the title. But well done, Leicester. The people's champion, and you did the job. Now, has anyone mentioned that Jamie Vardy used to play for Fleetwood Town? If Jedi mind tricks aren't doing the job, then maybe you need a fresh new way to motivate the team. And it doesn't come much newer than getting the kids involved. Giving a whole new meaning to the term youth policy, it seems that football clubs think that the kids are alright. Down in the depths of the Spanish league, Madrid-based team Alcorcon adopted an unusual mascot to get their fans all riled up before the big local derby. They gave a four-year-old fan a megaphone. As anyone with children will know, they're plenty loud enough already. But four-year-old fan Paula really upped the cute level as she led some of the team's die-hard fans in a rousing chant. I 
can't help thinking that this only really works because it's in Spanish. A little four-year-old Chelsea fan facing the shed end at Stamford Bridge and shouting, The referee's a wanker! Doesn't have quite the same charm to it, does it? But not to be outdone, Manchester City thought that maybe the kids could inspire them onto greatness in the Champions League. And up stepped City fan Braden Bent on Blue Moon Rising TV, who, despite being the tender age of seven, decided he was the man to inspire the multi-million pound footballers at the Etihad Stadium. My dad said we used to be rubbish. I don't believe him. Every City fan in the world wants you to win. Aguero scored all the goals. The Bruins. that. Sadly, Brendan didn't get what he deserved and City limped out of the competition at the hands of Real Madrid. I say limped. That would have been a step up in pace for Yaya Torre on the night if he'd accelerated into a limp. But at least while very few youth prospects are making it onto the pitch at City, there appears to be plenty of youthful voices in the crowd. Add in a few more toddlers to the Etihad Stadium fan base and at least it's a guarantee that the noise on the terraces will match perfectly the team's performance on the pitch. The league's all sewn up, City are out of the Champions League, it's time to turn our attention to the big season finale of the FA Cup final. I was only thinking this week that I really missed the good old days of an FA Cup anthem. Take the teams that have made it to the big showpiece this year. Manchester United, for example, once teamed up with denim-clad four-chord expert status quo for a bit of a sing-along. Whilst current Crystal Palace manager Alan Pardew once stood side by side with his teammates wearing tracksuits that looked like they could create enough static electricity to power the floodlights at Wembley to create this monstrosity. FA Cup anthem is making a comeback. Eagles winger Yannick Bolassi posted a video of himself on YouTube singing along to a mystery track and it sounds like maybe, just maybe, we could have an FA Cup final anthem on our hands. And we're live. Club started at 1905. There's something in there about 1905 and the Blue and Red Army and Wilfred Zahar. Are we once again heading to the golden era of footballers and music coming together to create absolute gold? 
But that challenge got a little bit harder this week thanks to Shaquille O'Neal. Hi, my name is Shaq O'Neal, and if you don't know me, I'm part of the Kelvin Cobbler Champions. Yep, the ex-pro basketball player known for the Shaq attack has come out as an unlikely Northampton Town supporter and recorded this fantastic message to the Cobblers after they were crowned League Two champions. We are the champions, my friend. And we keep on fighting to the end. Kevin Cobbler's champions. We are the champions. No time for loser. Cobblers are the champions of the world. Boom! Now get that in for an official release. Finally, an American jumping on the bandwagon who knows what he's talking about. This was the reaction today when Tottenham won the EPL. And finally, two remarkable things happened in Liverpool this week. One, Daniel Sturridge managed to play two football games in the space of seven days. I'd have given you longer odds on that than Leicester winning the league at the beginning of the season. And two, Liverpool qualified for the Europa League final. Scenes that Daniel Sturridge completely missed out on. Not because he was on the treatment table, but because he was having a random drugs test. And when he returned to celebrate with his teammates, this is what he found. Just had a drugs test. And look what I come back to. None of the boys here. No one to celebrate with. All on my own. All on my own. So it seems at Liverpool you may never walk alone, but you might find yourself celebrating alone. Maybe they're trying to tell you something, Dan. Right, that's it. Another week of Alternative Football Show wrapped up. Thanks for listening. Come back next week for more lovely football news that you never knew you needed to know. I'm off to join Daniel Sturridge in a touching duet of You Are Not Alone, because that's full time. See ya. On the Left Side is a Painter Headphones production and was presented by Jim Salvozan. Oh, Jim Silverspoon. Uh, Jim Salvozone. Uh, Jim Salamone? Ah, oh, shit! Why would these fucking Brits learn to speak English? Go the referee. I don't want the referee. Go the referee's a wanker. I don't want that.